Hello, good people. We are back. We are finally back, boys and girls. Ah, we're rolling it in season two, 2021. Let's go. Oh, man. It's been a minute. Jeez, 2021. Dude, it's insane. (laughs) Oh, to be fair, a lot of it was my fault because your girl was trying to finish her degree. And she did. Hatch working woman, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, guys, sorry it's been a while. Um, hopefully your lives have been better than ours. <laughs> please, guys, please. We need we need a win. And Even if it's not ours. Here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but know that we are so excited to be back. Um, and I definitely know that I need this. So we will be back consistently because this makes me happy. <laughs> we got you, man. Holidays, you know, weekly. And I mean, Leanna's going to work soon, but but we'll be consistent. We promise. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to be a nine to five gal. So we can <laughs> off the <laughs> Okay. But guys, we are finally back. We're super excited. We already have like a topic that we'd like to discuss. This is actually something we wanted to discuss a while ago. But before we get into it, I'm Luyanda. And the other person on this podcast is... Oh, what's up, guys? I'm Lita. Um, glad I got to say my name. I didn't give Luyanda the luxury. I thought you'd go for revenge. You know, what can I say? I just chose to be the bigger person, you know. <laughs> kind of person than me. I'm sorry? Kind of person than me, I guess. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we do know I'm the nice one in our group live. Okay. <laughs> this is a yeah, faith based okay. podcast. No, I don't know why we should be lying, <laughs> but you know. It's true. It was a joke. <laughs> ah, ha ha. Um, ha, ha. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lisa, how are you before we carry on, brother? You know, we've borne the brunt of a tough year in human history. Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess in general this week, feeling a lot better. Just because um, people have been saying it to you anyway, don't you want to add it to our podcast and like how your year ended? Because I feel like it was such a great conclusion to 2020. I mean, great conclusion is strong. <laughs> By great, I mean fitting, not great as in what it caused. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, I got hit by a car. How is always a, always a fun thing to say. Yeah, I was going on a run and um, <laughs> a car hit me. <laughs> and oh like, my. I, I'm an unlucky person in general, but that really just like summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the truth. Oh my gosh, that's my day. But we are here. He is healed. He is thriving. We love to see it. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm breathing i'm trying to figure out what being a working woman's gonna look like and my life is nothing short of complicated but that's always the case so we're good yeah I, on brand stuff nice you know to know things haven't changed <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah guys so obviously we this this is a podcast that's based on not only race but on faith um but this is actually going to be a fun one i well at least based on what i've been reading and looking at and stuff this is going to be a fun one just because mm-hmm. like we'll be tackling traveling and what it means to travel in black the racism that comes with traveling and blackness but also i think a big one is also like racial fascination and racism um just because I feel like that's a huge one that I know I've even personally experienced and I know a lot of people do. So I feel like yeah. it's going to be fun. No? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 it's a great one to start the year with. You know, 2021, we're out here starting with smiles. Okay. <laughs> On the podcast, as much of anyway. a smile as we can master, you know. On the podcast, it's a smile. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so funny, actually. I just want to start off with, because uh, I, I was looking at these like stats and I guess these are very social issues. So getting actual statistics on them are kind of like tricky. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like implicit bias, but also there's like this nature of introspection that's kind of flawed because people can answer questions in a way that might not be truthful rather than it being something that they feel like is the correct answer. Um, yeah. So I was looking into this one thing and it was just like how they tried to determine like racial tolerance throughout the world um, and see mm-hmm. essentially which countries were the most or least racial tolerant countries. And so the question they asked was like, what like, would you be, um, what kind of neighbor would you not want to live next to? And one of the options was someone of a different race. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what they used to gauge. And it, it was like, not funny, but like fitting. South Africa was in the top 10. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, wow. <laughs> we really did that. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd put that out there as a way to start by saying, you know, we really have like a special kind of racism in our country. You know what I'm saying? That's hilarious. Yo. Bitch, you didn't see that coming, huh? Top 10, bruv. We number nine. Oof. Yeah, no, it makes sense, though. It does. I can actually give you... The thing, what did it, what shocked me was that um, there's somehow no European country ahead of us. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this list is wrong. <laughs> Truly? No? Maybe? (laughs) But it's a lot of like um, Arabic or uh, Asian countries that are ahead of us. And then Egypt, because I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that may. No, I mean, it checks out. We live in a special country, man. We do. We do. For anyone that doesn't know, we also live in the whitest African country. Yeah, by far. and it's not like we're that big (laughs) i don't really see white people when we're in other african countries that's true when we visit yeah that's true but yeah so i think that's a huge thing and that factors into travel um here um i think i have have this one a little bit in the sense that like travel in south africa is a topic in and of itself um firstly traveling we are so blessed like we have such a dope country and that there's so much that it offers 
Um, if mm-hmm. you want a safari, we got you. If you want mountains, we got you. If you want desert, we apparently got you. If you want a farm, I don't know why you want a farm, but we got you. If you want the beach, bruh, best believe we got you. So I think yeah, facts. we really be thriving when it comes to versatility and variety. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, I feel like also there's like levels to the racism that you experience when you bounce around the different places. Yeah. That's true. I think. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, carry on, Karen. You live in Cape Town. That's a. I was was literally going to talk about Cape Town, but like you you firsthand experience, you know? No, but I feel like because I firsthand experience, I'll go off for too long. So give us an intro there. Yeah, no, I just, you, because it's really like different cultures and cities within South Africa. Yeah. Every, yeah. every place has got like their own special brand of racism. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the European variety uh, with, with like the, the microaggressions and, and, and that we've talked about in other podcasts because we yeah. are an ongoing podcast. Yeah. I love. Uh, I think that comes from Cape Town. So like textbook movie racism, follow you around the store. Um, Not allow you in a like, restaurant. Yeah. Uh, suspicious neighbors, all of that. That that comes from Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't really live there, but I think the times I have visited, like it starts in the airport. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's just because Cape Town is so different from most of the cities in South Africa. Sure. So it's just like, and that extends to the culture. Mm. I think it's 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 really like the the hub of the wealthy white people right. slash cap, slash capitalist etc. Where they're yes. like most where they're most comfortable. Mm. No, you're right. You <laughs> so I have lived there. Um, for those of you that don't know me personally, I lived in Cape Town for the past three years. Um, but I'm born, bred in Joburg. Josie Gal, like you're so <laughs> right. no, you're I was busy in those streets, busy squaring up whenever anyone tried to say anything bad about Johannesburg. <laughs> I was ready to fart. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, I think it was a huge difference for me to live there in comparison to essentially like because there's racism everywhere. Um, but like yeah. what I was accustomed to was I think, which is why I, I, I do say it very openly. I don't feel like I would have been comfortable working in Cape Town. I just don't feel like that was one of the factors I didn't think I would be willing to experience from the very beginning of my career. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember there was a time I was with my sister-in-law and we had an incident where it was just like the restaurant, you know, textbook <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see that it's open. You can see that there's space. Like the people are like, sorry, we're fully booked. And you're just like, <laughs> and you, you keep it moving. And then a like white family was like right behind us. And they didn't check to see if they were like, had reservations or whatever. They just walked in. Um, 
and and I was just like, wow. <laughs> it really be like Johannesburg, you're more likely, or and I, I say this because I've had this experience before, you're more likely to get kicked out of a place because of what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't underdressed. I feel like I need to put that out there. I was with someone. My my mom was in a relationship with someone and he was taking us somewhere because this is man some vouchers on the street before they got the money and wanted us to be nice. I just wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got there, they were like, sorry, sir, you can't come in dressed in like jeans and stuff. Like that, I, I know. Like that has made sense to me. But you, you're going to tell me, uh, mm-hmm, okay. So that was like a completely different experience that I hadn't necessarily, like I'd heard of before, but never had that be me. Um, so it's even in like the more drastic things like that. Um, not to say ultimately the reality is Cape Town is still a part of South Africa. So there are definitely moments you, you feel it, you know, you feel the diversity, you feel like this is, um, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but for the most part, I definitely feel like I didn't feel that strong sense of belonging there. Um, but you could sense that there were certain places where people of color had kind of found a way to make it their own and so you go there and it's always super welcoming to everyone but then it feels extra special to to you as a person of color um yeah and and so I definitely enjoyed certain spaces a lot more than others I'm not a party goer so I'm not the best person if you want to like get recommendations of where to go I am not she she is not me do not ask me (laughs) um but but yeah, so I think that was different to what I knew. And also, I think because it was different, it took a while for me to be able to put my finger on, like, the gravity of the situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's it's a beautiful place. And I always say, like, it's a great place for holiday. I feel like I just, I want it to be that for me. Um, but it was, yeah, it's interesting because I missed the diversity. I missed the hearing all 11 languages you know <laughs> in Cape Town yes. you, you'll hear a lot of European languages um and that just I, I don't know it wasn't a vibe for me but funny funny thing though a lot of like mixed race couples that I've encountered um a lot of people met in Cape Town which is so weird to me <laughs> because I'm like how I'm like what am I doing like what where did that happen but a lot of it's like Tinder so I'm like oh that makes sense um (laughs) but and but I found a lot of situations online as always like a black girl with like a Dutch guy that she met in Cape Town and I'm like how is this such a common thing anyway fun fact for the side (laughs) (laughs) okay I mean always good to know but uh, i don't <laughs> i don't really live in cape town so you know i also don't use tinder so like i wanted to watch but not for anything i just wanted to know how the app works <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think racism travel and you made i think you extended like you started and you mentioned something which is a pretty good conversation to go into but like racial fascination yeah which i think it takes a is a huge chunk of the 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 racism that we experience especially when we leave south africa yeah because like 
I mean, like in, in South Africa, black people used to black people. So it's like, it's the, it's the aggressive, we don't like you. So that's the racism we're going to hit you with. <laughs> but I think, especially when you go to Europe and I've been, so I think I have been to Europe, like Eastern Europe, mostly. Yeah. Which, yo, is, which is like really racist. But anyway, I was in uh, Hungary with friends of mine mm-hmm. and we were like <laughs> I think we were like taking a group photo and then some some white lady like sprinted in mm-hmm. took a selfie with my friend and then she just dipped <laughs> <laughs> and we've <laughs> we've <laughs> we've never been more confused to we were like uh, 16, 17. Yeah. And so we're like, what the hell? So funny. It dawned on us really quickly because we like looked around and there were no black people for miles. But like... <laughs> I, <laughs> it was not like, it's, it's genuinely, we're, we're posing for a photo and then there's like a white lady who just appears between us. Yeah. <laughs> oh she, my god. She uses she uses her own phone. She takes a selfie and then she just like disappears as quickly. Oh my <laughs> like what? Why? So but I. It's like it's wild because it it's just one of those where you're like. You don't, it, you don't feel like a human being. Like, I think the, the, the consensus is that, like, you're really different. Yeah. And so I think, I, I mean, there's, like, lots of experiences like that. I mean, Asia as well. You're Asia and Black people, bro. Yeah, I've heard so much. I've seen so much. I've read so much. But yeah, it, just, <laughs> like, it, seems, it seems like a crazy time. <laughs> yeah, I was in, like, I was in Nepal. And so most of the people... Uh, actually, they're not. They're not even white. <laughs> like, they're not Nepal. There's a lot of brown-skinned people. Yes. And so I'm thinking, I cool. I'm a chill. And I remember this clearly. I was, I was, I was going to get like Oreos, bro, <laughs> from like, from like some corner store. Mm-hmm. And this dude on his bike just followed me. <gasps> I was like, what? Oh my god! Genuinely just followed me on his bike staring at me no and so i'm like wait hold on if i start running is he still is he good but like you know it's one of those awkward things where it's like there's no threat it's just weird yes (laughs) yeah so it was just it was genuinely just one of those anyway like I, i i walked into the store but then again it's one of those where you're like but like why is this it's an experience that just happens Mm. and so I think uh, it takes a lot of like the fun out of traveling because it's just like uh, something that you have to consider all the time yeah like just an extra layer it's not like hey yo it's like how much fun am I gonna have what do I want to see but it's it's also like okay how much but like how much racism and like what kind of racism yeah exactly that's the thing what kind of racism because is it like dangerous for me to live racism? Like, am I gonna get 
arrested for no reason or am I just going to const- get constantly stared at etc cetera, etc cetera. I think it's also like that I obviously I can't remember too much of it because I was very young but I I went to Serbia and Montenegro I always feel like it's so weird to say I went there <laughs> Because I'm like, bruh, do I even remember? But <laughs> I was really young. And if you ever, if anyone knows me, I'm a normal sized human now. But when I was a kid, I was so small. <laughs> I was so small. I was so skinny. I was just short and skinny. Like I was the kid, my socks would like fall down my legs all the time. So I had to put like elastic bands around my socks for winter so that they wouldn't fall. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like the kid that was like in the front of the line because I was short. So I'm just giving you an idea of how small I was. Um, so basically, I'm not necessarily what someone would be threatening. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm tiny. And so I was a, a dancer. I even saying that's weird. Um, and so we went uh, for a dance competition and there were all the people I was there were very few black people in our team um, I was the only black youngster like in our junior team I was the only black girl and then mm-hmm. we had like there were two black boys that were older and one other black girl I think I might be wrong but whatever but the two black guys I just remember them getting into so much trouble and one even at some point got arrested and all these things, bro. And I like at the time I was just like, what did Jeffrey do? You know? Um, but now I'm like, bro, that place was sketchy as heck. Cause I know <laughs> for me, like, and then I also heard what certain stuff that they did, like some some guys, some strangers would like pull their hair from behind, someone spat at them. Like, they experienced, like, very hectic, harsh, like, racism, you know? Whereas I, on the other hand, got, like, the very tamed, soft one. Because I, again, like I said, I'm tiny. So I was really small. So I would I kept getting people be like, hey, can we take a photo with you? Hey, can we just, like, touch your hair? And I was just like, what is happening? Because I'm, like, 11. (laughs) And I'm just, like, tiny. Um, and so I didn't really get that same experience, but I had my own that, like, I still remember to this day. Um, and I think that's what kind of like has me tripped up over the whole con- like, um, I concept, sorry, of fascination. Cause I'm like, I bet these people have probably like never seen black people before. Um, yeah. and then there was like these two contrasting, um, like expressions of that so there was like what happened to me versus what happened to the other guy it was like this hostile reaction and hostile approach whereas with me it was like oh soft and she's so cute um yeah believe your girl was cute you know but like (laughs) but but my point is i think even now like when i read more i look at more and i think about it more i'm just like it is an interesting thing like to think about like the fascination aspect where for them it's like I just haven't seen someone that looks like you um yeah but for me it's like you're intruding like you're invading my space you're treating me and in such a way that leaves me feeling very uncomfortable sometimes makes me feel very unsafe um and I 
yeah, I don't know. So I've been thinking about that now, and I'm like, kind of like, I don't know. I don't know where I lie exactly, because I'm just like, it's, it's like I'm not compare. But again, then it becomes a comparison with an animal, because then I'm like, if I were to see a unicorn, would I chase it? And then I'm like, but I'm not a unicorn. I'm a human being. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and and then I just think that, and that's the thing, I guess, with with even what we've said throughout our podcast. I think we keep stressing it is like racism isn't like it isn't this monolithic thing like it isn't just like this one expression and that's it like they are forms of it and i feel like even the fascination in as much as it's not harmful to the extent of physical harm it's still like relatively traumatic to the person i'm at the end and that's what makes it still a form of racism am i making sense i feel like even now i'm like breaking down my own thought process (laughs) nah I get you. And then I think it's crazy because when when we were in Europe, I think the one time we felt safe was we were in Berlin and mm-hmm. like and again bunch of like a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. But like we came across a park and there was just a bunch of black people just chilling. Cool. <laughs> and we were like we were like, oh my days. And yeah, like that relief. We don't know these people from like a bar of like we've never seen these people. We're probably never gonna see them again. Mm. But like it was, it was just so much better than the other thing of constant pictures, constant mm. eyes. It was just like chilled. Like mm. you just like mm. we just sat there. And then there was one time in Russia we met like you were Russia. I want so many stories from Russia. I want to hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Russia's a madness. Russia is already just scary just like <laughs> just like aesthetically just it, it's scary you walk there you're like i'm gonna <laughs> die today like that's that's what's gonna happen and then it's a thick accent with an aggressive language but so and now these people are looking at you <laughs> because like you're black so we're like okay we're gonna we're gonna stick together like we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> so literally we walked in packs and then oh we i think we got to a place and we met a black guy bro like oh, wow. just out of nowhere Every, everyone spotted him <laughs> so then everyone <laughs> everyone gravitated towards him and the guy's been like living in russia for like seven years dude you spoke again, to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, who else are we gonna speak to brett that's funny yeah, he's been living in Russia for like seven years. So we chilled there and we chowed and then we left. But like, I think, again, it, it's like the, it's just the environment where we felt human. Mm. Like we have, to, we have to, which again, white people don't have to go through when they travel. We have to find like little pockets of humanity to take a break from racism in a place we don't even live and then go deal with racism at home. So like I think, I think that's like the big difference again is like we have to constantly search for places where we're gonna be allowed to be human, regardless of where we go. You're very you and then yeah, I'm even processing <laughs> it. Man said we have to search for pockets of humanity. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. And I'm like, gonna have to listen to that again and make that the caption for this. Cause damn, <laughs> sorry, continue. <laughs> And then, like, it's not the same with white people. They just get to 
enjoy the experience like of a new sure. place sure and so they can walk in anywhere do anything with us it's constantly what happens if i take the wrong turn mm. and then i need a violent group of white supremacists Yeesh. and then get beat up in a language i don't even understand <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's not funny but like that <laughs> but like it is and yeah. so i think that was that was most of europe is like it like look it was most of it was really enjoyable because it was like cool places and cool experiences mm. and like i was with my friends mm. but i think there was that constant okay you got to look over the shoulder okay what happens if i get like separated sure uh and it, when you are separated it's like yeah now you have to have the guard up mm. and like asking people for help just doesn't feel like a luxury we had mm. so like you're on your own learn how to read a map learn some phrases in the language etc etc yeah. um, which is yeah it's just a layer of work but like it's unfair work yeah so like you have to yeah. you have to do it to enjoy the situation to enjoy the travel and then like once you have and you like you know what to do and what then the thing is cool but like again it's just like there's always a level or two or something we have to achieve or something we have to do to enjoy the same privileges of travel which i think is what the i guess the topic boils down to but i think that's such a perfect thing that she said like there's always this like layer of work that unfair layer of work and i think that supersedes just the traveling experience of you being there but even when you're planning you know um yeah I think about all the things that i want to do all the places i want to go to this believe at some point i've looked up like being black in whatever country you know um because yeah. i i, I want to be prepared for like you said the kind of racism or just the kind of experience that i could possibly have i want to be able to know um and it is again like you say i remember talking to some friends of mine that aren't um, people of color about that and it being alarming to them that that's something I do <laughs> you know that I I'm like bruh you think I'll just be like I want to go no because because a huge thing is I want to live in Colombia I really want to live uh-huh. and so <laughs> I feel like it ain't no secret I'm quite loud about it but my what I, I mean my point with that is even with that when people are like why are you so sure about that and then when I bring up the like diversity aspect to them it's like how do you even know I'm like bro I've done my research I know I ain't trying to live in Argentina I know I ain't trying to live in Uruguay I know I ain't trying to live in Chile (laughs) you know but like I know I want South America and so that was another factor I had to consider it's like where would I I feel like the place would be accommodating uh, of my blackness where I wouldn't feel like it was a threat um, and I know yeah. people like, don't allow that to be a restrictor of where you go. And I'm like, I won't let it be a restrictor for me. This is a personal thing. I won't let it be a restrictor of where I go, but I will let it be a restrictor of where I live. Um, yeah. And because and, I'm like, I can definitely like go visit, go on holiday, see these places. No one should take that away from me. But at the end of the day, like I want to be able to feel the comfort and enjoyment of wherever I decide to live um and and so I think that's that's another thing is like people don't realize like another thing 
for me as a black woman is I have to think about my hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this isn't like a racist situation. The reality is if you go to a really white country, they don't have a need for someone to do black hair. Yeah. Um, you know, but but then there are spaces where there are a lot of black people, but there still isn't enough um, accommodation for our blackness. So so even if there is spaces to do your hair, it might be really, really expensive because there isn't many. Um, or, or like in t- you won't be able to go in for those places you'll have to go a little bit on the outskirts to find the, the correct place to find yeah the necessary things or like hair products or whatever so stuff like that um so that's kind of like inconveniencing but again it's like like you said it's this unnecessary additional effort like unfair additional efforts um that needs to be made and then another thing i wanted to touch on was just like how you talk about your experience in terms of like us being different or looking different than the approach that people have had. I think the one reason why I now am like, there is a right way is because what if it feels like I have experienced the right way to approach someone if they don't look like the rest of the people around you? Because man, yeah. when I went to Paraguay, I know for hell of sure those people were like, who is she? <laughs> <laughs> You know, here I was, this black girl from Africa. Couldn't really, I wasn't trying to speak Spanish. I could hear what they were saying, but no one was actually, anyway, that's not the point. But um, mm-hmm. with my like multicolor hair. Um, and so, but it was so interesting because it was like people would notice me and then not care. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was like the most beautiful thing. I was like, that's. I high key think that's the way it should be, you know, like just it's like, oh, she doesn't look like us. Okay, whatever, we keep it moving. You know, there wasn't this awkward thing of can I come next to you? No one was trying to touch my hair. No one was trying to there was nothing weird about it. It was just like an acknowledgement and then we proceed. I think the only yeah. weird thing that happened, which was really weird, because I was like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> was when someone called me Shakira and I was like what (laughs) let's go they were like shouting Shakira Shakira and I was like surely it's because of my hair I don't know what else I don't know how that's where they would choose to go but it was like a bunch of kids um but again my point is like the whole time there like I never felt weird about the fact that this wasn't a place I I belonged in like I felt different but I felt okay you know I never felt like my difference was a problem yeah but it because it's been interesting now because I think lockdown borders closed etc etc but even so I so I noticed like something really which kind of for me really sums up the whole racism and travel thing but have you noticed how rich people have been going to islands during the pandemic yes yeah yes. Rich, right? <laughs> and it's crazy because then they go there and they have like to escape yeah but then they they, they go in and they inevitably put the natives there at risk for covid yeah um and then but like there is like a minimal sanction and so i read every you know there was a country that i can't one of the islands i struggled to i can't remember the name but anyway 
it, it comes down to the black person got punished, like just for encouraging people to show up, not even like, like didn't show up that that person lived there, whatever. So she ended up getting deported. <laughs> got sent back to America, but all the white people who had gone into the island, hosted parties, et cetera, et cetera, nothing, no punishment, nothing. And so I think it, because if you look at it, the, the, the places right where it's hardest for black people to travel to are the places where like the colonies, violent racism, like that's their history. Yeah. Like Eastern Europe, mad. Hitler and them used to slaughter blacks for fun. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I get it. I phrase things just. <laughs> You're not helping me, yeah. Yeah, I know I'm not. But like, that's why Eastern Europe is deep. South America, um, most of the places where it's easier for black people were colonies. Mm-hmm. Like, they were colonies themselves. Go to Argentina, you're dusted. Um, and then I, I think about what's his name? Yeah, because there was the whole Cavani racism incident in Uruguay. We're gonna do an entire episode on. Yeah, but like again, I think it would. Uruguay is a wild place for black people. They like it's hard enough to find black Uruguayans. So imagine now being a black person visiting like it's those places where places where normally like it's okay it's in the culture to mistreat black people you probably want to avoid going on holiday too as a and but again just to find just to deal with that so like i mean a country with a history of racism now inevitably is your problem because like racism all over the world is your problem and so whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, it's going to like loom over you like a shadow. Sure. And like, it's that, I mean, again, like traveling is fun and to be able to have the privilege to be able to travel is really cool. Mm. And like, best believe I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, but I think cool. like, we've, like we've said, to do extra work to be human is like racism when we travel boils down to yeah yeah is that like how much humanity am i gonna get here or here or here and then there's just some places that we'll never be able to go regardless of how nice or how pretty they are i was reading this thing and it's like this this black girl that um now visits all the countries in the world which i was like yo girl (laughs) um when she was talking about her experience and she was saying that like she's often asked you know like where was like the places you should go as a black person and places you shouldn't and like i think she was saying that she was like it hurts her that like that's the approach we do have as black people is that there's still this inherent like fear to go places because of the fear of how we'll be treated um and and so she actually to a certain degree tries to avoid answering those kinds of questions because she she says like there isn't one experience that'll be the same to another 
um, because you don't know the kinds of people you'll interact with when you get to that place. And it makes it a little harder for you to go in open-minded if you go in with preconceived notions based on other people's experiences. And I was like, sure, okay. <laughs> um, and I hear, I hear that. Like, I do hear that because I do think there is, like, a, a high amount of fear when it comes to visiting certain countries. Like, I definitely have certain countries on my list that I'm, like, the only reason I'd go is if Jesus appears in my dream and is, like, Leander, you are going to A, B, C, D, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but, but, again, it's, like, there is that. And a lot of it, I wouldn't be lying, is rooted in that, like, in of how I'd be treated as a black woman in that country, especially if I were to go there by myself. Um, and yeah, I just I just feel like I, I and this is one thing I loved about Brazil. Oh, oh my gosh. And this is the funny thing, like Brazil also still has like a very complex um, history as well as like present. Um, yeah. regarding race you know there's a lot of complexities regarding how people are treated um, but especially like different parts of Brazil but I was in Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro and Rio was amazing oh my gosh it was so good but and and I always say it's very strange and I, I don't feel bad for it but I, I always say like I felt more at home in Rio than I did in Cape Town um, yeah and granted, I wasn't there for too long, but that was the thing as well. It's like I wasn't even there for that long. And here these people were embracing me like I belong there. But I think another thing is like in the sense of it's not Sao Paulo's more that, but in the sense in terms of culturally, it's so mixed that to a certain degree, people don't realize you're not from there until you start speaking. Yeah. I, I kind of loved that. I loved the idea that like these people were looking at me the moment they saw me, even if I had freaking blue, purple, and pink hair. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just like no one thought until they heard this girl speaking English. Who, where is she from? <laughs> you know, and I loved, I loved that. I loved that there were people that looked like me and people that looked nothing like me, and it was just this environment that felt safe. I loved that I found hair products that I wanted. To take home with me I love, I love that the people were super friendly and even if they couldn't speak English were trying to find ways to help me um yeah I I, I genuinely pray that like going forward um more of my travels can look like that because wow that was incredible um to be so far from home and still feel the piece of it was I, I don't know how to articulate it well enough but it was amazing yeah, I hear that. Um, yeah, feels like we've said a lot. Like people were spitting bars. Like Leander was going ham right now. Oh my god! Vision of <laughs> vision of worldwide travel. But I think, like we always do, if we boil it down to Jesus, mm, of course, That's and and why it's so like important. I just think, again, like people shouldn't have to work to be human mm-hmm. like you, it, you shouldn't have to grind you shouldn't have to do more research find more layers to be able to exist in the world mm-hmm. um like anywhere in the world because i just, oh, 
that's not why Jesus died. Um, and so I, I think ideally, and I don't know if this happens in our lifetime, but like the world gets to a place where the travel experience is equal for us all. But um, I think it should, that like the goal should, for it, should be for it to get better. I mean, especially now with the coronavirus and what things have taught us. And like, I mean, now we're at, we, we sit at home and we watch injustice go on and like, there's no way, there's no way for us to hide from it. Yeah. And so I think seeing that and seeing how black people are treated all over the world, like, cause when it blew up the racial tensions wise last year, yeah, like protests were like worldwide. Yeah. Uh, social media was worldwide those experiences were all worldwide and mm-hmm. so i think the idea should be to build on that and mm-hmm. to make to make it better because mm-hmm. i think that's that was the goal of jesus like living here mm-hmm. like <laughs> is was to make it better for everyone wherever he went jesus mm-hmm. traveled around making the world better and so i think that should be us too yeah 100%. um yeah i think just before i do like a a whole deep reflection on jesus another thing and i'm so glad i remembered it because i would have been so mad at myself if i forgot in terms of racism and travel a huge thing that you guys can go back and think about by yourselves if you want so we don't go too hard on it but is it a good way to see how systemic racism still plays a huge role in travel is looking at the power that people have within their passports. Um, Yeah. uh, That's probably one of the easiest ways to track that because African countries are very restricted regarding the places that we can travel without visas. Whereas Mm -hmm. European and like, especially think Nordic countries are, are, shame, I feel like I'm bashing. Anyway, um, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) But like, especially like Western very Western countries are are open to almost the entire world. You know, they say the world is your oyster. Like for them, it really be like that. Yeah. <laughs> the the world really be their oyster. <laughs> um, whereas, I mean, as a South African, we're so blessed in that we um, have the most powerful passports, like par um, in Africa. But even in that, like, we're super restricted. I mean, freak, we're not allowed to go to the country that colonized us without a visa. I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, but it is. It's, it's, there's such a closed-door restriction, um, especially regarding, like, European countries and African countries. Um, and I think if that doesn't indicate the, straight, like, the stronghold of systemic racism in the travel industry, then I don't know what does and hopefully that in and of itself is something you can like take away from this and think about and realize that systemic racism is more than just in the schools and government and like just the way our countries are run but in the way the world's run um so i just wanted to touch on that because i was like i I would have been so mad if i didn't mention that (laughs) now that that's a solid point Um, like that says a lot Thank you. I think so too. But in that, I think another thing back to Jesus is even just the fact that he 
sent us out to make disciples of all nations. I think that was not a mistake. That was very, very intentional in stating that because I think it reminds us that our salvation is not something that is secured through what we look like or where we're from. Um, Mm-hmm. So I think I love that in our family of churches as well, that's been one of the missions, you know, is to be a church that is of all nations. And that's what makes it easier to even like travel to these different countries, knowing that there's a church family that you can see. I mean, I always say I, a part of me feels super spoiled because there's like this almost this idea that most countries I go to, I might not have to pay for accommodation because church are willing to house me um and i'm like that's the heart that god wants you know he wants us to not just to house us for like luxury purposes and be like more leisure but he just wants us to have the kind of heart where you're my brother you're my sister regardless of who you are where you're from or what you look like and i think travel is something that is a difficult thing to navigate but something that as disciples of jesus we should try make a com- more comfortable experience, not just for each other as disciples, but other people as well, because we're just like Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I feel like we, we, we've hit on a lot. We have. Lots of, lo- lots of good things were said. We're back. I was going to say, we're <laughs> back. That's, that's what that is. We're back. <laughs> Just to let the people know we're back. We've gone in hard. Season two, let's go. Who knows? Maybe we'll have like a jingle this season. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Leander can sing. Leander ah, can sing. Ah, ah, oh, I <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, one of those like chill instrumental bad I'm not singing a jingle. Are you mad? <laughs> I was going to do uh, it <laughs> but yeah um hopefully that helped hopefully it was informative yeah. hopefully part of you wants to be a little bit of a nicer person yeah uh and we'll see you all for the next one yes man and if you don't follow us on social media follow us on instagram don't follow me on twitter please don't follow me on twitter um don't do that yeah don't don't follow me as well Follow us Instagram. on Instagram. Um, <laughs> We're literally just going to put the Instagram ads. Yeah, actually. take away. Like, the I like my Twitter being like a secretive thing that no one knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, my name is Leander.Lindouche. Um, so follow me there. And my name is just generally Leander. So thank you to, to all of y'all for listening to us. If you got here, look at you. Go get yourself a snack. <laughs> all right, peace. Bye.